listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is um, Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. My, uh, my fellow presenter Jane Payton is on a bit of a, an extended holiday. So, I'm joined by a new fellow presenter, AJ Sharp. Uh, and AJ is a, a food awards judge. One of them's the Great Taste Awards that you judge, isn't it? That's right, yeah. And you're a food writer. That's right. And, as if that doesn't take up enough time, you're uh, managing director of the multiple award winning foodie PR company, Sharp Relations. That's right, yeah. Mm. Have you got time to do this then? <laughs> oh, I, I don't sleep. <laughs> must be. Today, we're talking about two um, rather sort of interesting things for me, I think. So first of all, we're going to talk about farm shops and using your local, you know, shop for, for buying local produce. And we're going to talk about Sierra Leone. Yes. I don't even know where that is. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to find out a lot more about that. So our experts today are Finn Dunlop of MacNade. Hi, Finn. Good morning. You've bought some lovely stuff here, which is stinking the studio out. Thank you so much. And Maria Bradford of Schwen Schwen. Hi, Maria. Hi, sir. I'm hoping you're going to teach me so much about something I literally know nothing about. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. First of all, Finn, tell us a little bit of history about MacNade. Now, I remember Stefano was on the show, but it was about oh, five years ago, I think, four or five years ago. And, and things have really developed since then, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with the company now nine years, but that's only a very small fraction of the whole history of the of, of the company or of the of the, the family involvement in in uh, MacNade. So you're right, Stefano's um, great 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 grandparents uh, actually started farming on that corner of land in Faversham in I think 1847, and they obviously farmed throughout, obviously Garden of England, and uh, strong heritage of growing fruit vegetables. Um, and that's in Kent, Faversham in Kent. Faversham in Kent, absolutely. Yeah. And so over the uh, years, generations, uh, they, they farmed. And it was then, I suppose, um, Patricia, who, uh, uh, Stefano's mother, who went across to Italy, I think on her gap year in the 1970s, and, and met uh, Renato on the island of Ischia. And uh, they came back. And she dragged him back. She dragged him back to her family farm, uh, where her father was very much still farming. And they really started the 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 the, the retail side of uh, MacNade, if you like. So, so did she have a, a Italian background herself? No, no, no just she was, no. Her, her her name was um, uh, Neem, Patricia Neem. So yep. yeah, a very strong Faversham name, um, well known obviously through Shepherd Neem, the brewers, and yeah. But they are actually argument is that they they were there first, um, <laughs> for their side of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a very strong thread of Italian um, uh, sort of culture and food very much so so it's a absolutely as you say so it's obviously kentish to the core but then through renato's uh, influence coming over in the 70s um and then working with patricia to set up this incredible store um in what were and still are the original tractor sheds and uh, and uh, hop shed and uh, the oast houses 
where any visitors to the store can now see it's, it's very much still got that vibe, that feel of the um, the evolution of farm buildings through to shop. You know, it's a, it's a, a terrific atmosphere in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's not built for purpose by any means, no. but it's uh, <laughs> it's fit for purpose. Hey, uh, have you been? Oh, it's one of my favourite places. When I'm on the way down to the coast, it's my favourite stop off. Their cheese selection is just vast it's mm. incredible and I, I i really like so the vegetables and stuff mm. are just fab I mean, I mean and i think one of the criticisms i have of supermarkets is is they just they're not very tasty for a start and mm. it doesn't feel that seasonal whereas when you go in you can smell the vegetables you can't smell anything when you go in a supermarket um, and you can smell the vegetables they're, they're really they're just so tasty they're so good that's very much what we, you know, we want it to be a really positive experience for everyone shopping. So it's not about just uh, doing a chore going shopping. It's coming in and enjoying your shopping. And so coming and exploring, seeing all the fruit and veg, not just immediately local. Of course, we've got the local stuff whenever it's in season, which is really important. But there's still a market for bananas. So, yeah, yeah we sure. still have to have bananas. But, you know, absolutely where and when yeah, we are in the Garden of England and there is such strong provision of, of fruit and veg from cherries when they're in season. The, the strawberries have already started for the immediate. Um, you know, we've got the strawberries from uh, Kelsey Farms in uh, in Wickham Brew and uh, also from Vincent Farms in Faversham as well. So, uh, and, and then you've got a butchery there too, haven't you? Yeah. So the butch was. I was really surprised when I went in there. I saw some tropical vegetables and fruit um, that I was quite familiar with as well. Of course, so yeah, exactly. We want to really open up people's eyes to uh, produce from uh, from around the world, and you know, encourage people to try new Mm. products that they might not have otherwise um, tried before. And that's that's I think why I like going in there because it's like, right, I know I can get my my local stuff. Mm. It's like, well, that's weird. That's obviously Italian bit of the family there is coming in. They've got a, like a, I don't know Sicilian lemons, which of course yeah. are the best in the world. And yeah. you know, then there's, there's there'll be a jar of something. I go, what is that? And obviously your buyers have sourced something from somewhere. I don't know. Um, uh, and then of course you've got an amazing bread selection. The breads are great and fresh. Yeah. And as you say, AJ, the cheese. The, the cheese. The cheese. The cheese. It's the kind of place you pop in for one or two things and then leave with about 30. Yeah. Oh. And you're not even sorry. Yeah, and I take one bag in with me. You know, you take your own <laughs> yeah. bag and you go, oh, I'm that was enough. optimistic. I've got enough, yeah, I've got enough bags now. <laughs> we have a box and a bag. and a, oh. Yes. So we, we certainly, yeah, we aim to fulfill every shop so you can do your weekly shop there or you can go in and find something really special for a particular you know uh, for a particular occasion and as you said the butchery we introduced the butchery oh is it coming up five if not six years now and that's been a huge um success and you know the the butchers we have are absolutely passionate about what they do and the produce they use um pasture fed beef 100 percent pasture fed beef and you've got butchers who have got their sleeves rolled up and, yeah. and are chopping stuff and, and, and filleting things mm. in the background. You know, they're actually it's proper, trained, skilled butchers. 100%, yeah. yeah. Whole carcass butchery. None, no buying in of backpacks of stuff which has yeah. been done further down the supply chain. Uh, no, we are doing it all. We're buying in direct from the farmer in many cases and uh, and, yeah, and and working with the meat from there. So it's very minimal waste. And, and you've also got a wine shop. So last time I, I popped in, you were behind the till in the wine shop. You hadn't got a clue what you were doing. Couldn't work oh. the till. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, happened. Somebody was off with COVID, were they? Yeah, exactly. The till for me is, I'm not terribly good at the tills, <laughs> admittedly. But when it comes to the products, God, people can't... Yeah, I, I, any year 
for example, Christmas week each year, everyone knows that I will probably gravitate towards the cheese counter or the wine shop. Now, you've bought something with you. Would you like to just describe what you very kindly put in front? So we've bought... Maria hasn't had breakfast, so don't take too long. (laughs) Don't take too long describing it, Finn. (laughs) So we've got some bread from just down the road from Gilda Bakery, who are a new bakery based in Bishopsbourne. Um, John Warren, who actually came back from... He he worked, he sat to our company in um, San Sebastian. Um, So he's got a really strong background in the, the, the... incredible food culture in San Sebastian. And that's that's nor- northern Northern Spain, Spain isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely it's on the sort of Spain, Spanish French border. Yeah, yeah. really Famed rich for being food. A great, yeah, absolutely. food destination. And so John set up a food business over there and then you know, moved back here with his family just prior to or during COVID, really. Um, and he's now set up his own bakery and amazing bread. This is a, um, an olive bread, but equally he does fantastic sourdoughs, other sourdoughs. And, um, and so, so let me just describe this to you. So I try and make bread at home. Hopeless, really. <laughs> uh, but, but looking at it, you've got all it's punctured with all these lovely holes inside, which means mm. it's been proofed properly mm. and baked properly. And you can um, see whole chunks of olive there, can't mm, you? Baked yeah. in. You lovely. Know, and and then obviously on the outside you've got that lovely, slightly occasionally slight burnt, crunchy bit with the I mean that's spot on, isn't it's it? It's a perfect crust and crumb, isn't it? Well, now you're the taste expert, so I'm <laughs> expecting you to give us a breakdown on the taste in a minute. You've got some cheese there. So as well as that, I've also brought in the Princess Alicia Vittoria, which comes from the really well-known Jumi cheese uh, suppliers from Switzerland. And this is from the Glazer family. But this one I particularly, you know, like Comte or uh, Beaufort or you know, Gruyere's, these big cheeses. This is Princess Alicia Vittoria, much smaller in, in terms of uh, quantity made. And uh, it's actually named after the Duke of Edinburgh's mother, um, who spent a long time in Switzerland, particularly during the war. Yeah, they named it after her. Um, ah. And so I thought particularly, you know, as we approach uh, the Jubilee, I thought it would be a, a, an appropriate mm. cheese to bring in. Good and idea. it's as you would expect from a, a Swiss cheese, really buttery. You, did you like cheese, Maria? Are you yes, a cheese I fan? Oh, good. I'm going to have a taste now then. That's good because that's your breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I am a, a big defender of, of British cheese, uh, British and Irish cheese, actually, Finn. But what I don't think we've really cracked yet, I don't know if you find it on the great taste, I don't think we've really ca- cracked the sort of Comte, you know, cheese in this country yet. We, yeah. We're making great mozzarella now, for example, and halloumi and all sorts of other things. Blue cheese, of course, but we make better than anybody else in the world, <laughs> without a doubt. What, do, do you see sort of Comte Gruyere type cheese uh, uh, in the Cheese Awards? You do. Uh, I suppose they are kind of synonymous with Alpine regions, aren't they? Because they're cooked to a much higher level than some of the cheddars and... Exactly. And I think like anything, it's it's so much of the terroir in the same way as we talk about terroir and wine. We can also talk about terroir with cheese. In this case, the the cows are being grazed on mountain top pasture. You know, in the summer, they are feeding on wild uh, grasses and and herbs. And you can just really taste that floral element coming through the, uh, the cheeses. So I've just taken a taste of that. And the finish is incredibly long. It's so creamy, isn't it? You should see Maria's face. She's happy. (laughs) She's happy with that. 
really nice. Yeah. Now you've you've also got some um, salami there. Yeah, we stock obviously a vast range of English cheeses, Kentish cheeses, and the same with charcuterie as well. We got fantastic. But uh, just today, I thought, oh, we'll bring in some of the yeah, the Italian um, charcuterie. So this is actually, um, oh, I'll be interesting to know if you pick out the flavour actually. Okay, but AJ, a, you're the taste expert. Come on then. So no pressure. Is, she's gonna she's gonna tell you. Um, if I just describe it while she's munching on some, so it's actually quite light. So you, sometimes you'll get something it's a good like job thank I you. Yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> sometimes you'll get that that horrible mm. sort of Danish salami, which 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 has got very very white pieces of fat, actually a little bit hard, and the colour of the meat is very dark. It's almost purple. This is very light coloured. It's got flecks in it, which I presume is fennel seeds. Mm. I guess I think it's correctly. fennel. Absolutely, bang on. Just by the look of it. See, I haven't even tasted it yet, Finn. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed by that. And it feels very soft. Mm. Over to you, AJ. This is beautiful. You can tell it's a really beautifully well-made salami. You're always looking for that consistency of fat and meat, kind of evenly distributed, even distribution of the different herbs and things. And when you taste it, as you start to chew, you get this sweetness. You've got fennel. You've got this lovely porky flavour. It's absolutely delicious. And you can't tell the difference between the fat and the meat. No. Do you know what I mean when you're eating it? Well, sometimes you go, oh, I've just eaten a bit of fat there. Mm. It's horrible. But that fat's really important because that's yeah, where yeah. the flavour is yeah. and that's where you get that length. So it's really important there's a nice balance between the two. And but it's, it's a coarse cut as well, it. isn't it? You, mm. you say, uh, and that's what's interesting as well. As you see, this is obviously a, a fairly coarse cut um, salami representing fairly so artisan uh, producers, uh, rural maybe. Now, this is probably... My favourite, you were surprised I'd even heard of this because a lot of people haven't. This is my favourite sort of Italian chutney-ish thing. It's called mostarda. It can be used with all sorts of fruits. So here we've got a pear one, but it could be, it could be peaches, it could be, it, it could be figs, it can be orange figs, it could be anything. But mustarda itself, it's all, it's normally a little bit liquidy. So it's not like you're not talking Branston here. We're not talking Branston. The sli- the the pieces of fruit are always really gorgeous. This is the best accompaniment to cheese. Have you ever had mustarda? I have at McNaid actually. Have you? We had a, a lunch there and mm. it was served on the side of a platter with some meats and cheeses, exactly like you brought in today, Phil. It's a bit of a signature product for us, if you like. We, we, we import it directly from the producer in oh, Italy. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting Maria to taste this because I don't think you've had it before. Mm-hmm. So um, what it is, it's basically is. See, in this I love case, mustard. Mm. Now that's a bit a little bit spicy, I love isn't it? Mustard too. That's really nice. It's a little bit spicy, yeah. Mm. It's basically. Well, I, love spice. I love spice, so that's really good. I thought you'd like that. Mm. So next time you have, um, yes, have, I think have a big pile of that next mm. to some cheese. Yes. Marvelous. Marvelous. So it's not just a sort of chutney. It's more. It's, it's basically a the, the the fruit, whichever you choose. In this case, pear, um, with then in a sort of sugar syrup, and then with an uh, with the the additional hit of the the, the mustard. Essence. Mustard. Yeah. <gasps> Lovely. And uh, yes. yeah, as you say, it really works well with uh, charcuterie, where it just cuts through that that fattiness. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't need a lot with the cheese because you want the cheese to still do the talking. Oh, I have more, I have more mustard than cheese. I'm <laughs> not taking any notice of that. It's really good. <laughs> it's yeah. such a lovely clean finish at yeah. the end, though, because yeah. there's a big punch, isn't there? Of it all almost the... clears your palate. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I was because um, yeah. I've just had this, and then I just had that, and it was just like, ooh, that's ooh. Really good, yeah. yeah, lovely. Mm. But it is. They, t- they tell story. All these probably they tell stories. And, and I love yeah. stories about food. Yeah. I mean, that's what we really, really like. Moving on, that's the story, and we're we're, we're sitting ourselves in a, in huge fields in the middle of Kent, Faversham. Take me to Sierra Leone. Is it Sierra Leone or Sierra Leone? Sierra Leone. So Sierra Leone. Yes, Sierra Leone, and then the people are known as Sierra Leoneans. 
Ah, yeah. Now, I don't even know where it is. So, so tell me where in the world um, is Sierra Leone. So, Sierra Leone is in um, West Africa, about um, six, seven okay. hours from the UK. British so, Island. is it down that coast? Sort of yes. Where the Gambia is yes. and, and down there? Yes, oh. it's near the Gambia border with Guinea and mm-hmm. um, Liberia. So, we're sitting in the middle of Guinea, Liberia, and um, we're just next door to them. Yeah. So, we don't often hear about Sierra Leone food. I mean, Nigerian food starting to come out quite a bit in mm-hmm. London and things like that. And I go to South Africa because I love okay. the wine down there yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I wouldn't say there was an amazing indigenous cuisine when I'm in. Cape Town, no, or anywhere like that. Describe to me what Sierra Leone's like. Is, is it? It's very, very hot. It's nearly on the equator. Um, it? So it's. I wouldn't say it's very, very hot. Um, so we get as high as probably thirty-seven to about forty, just like here, max. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Not. So no. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's really, really hot. Um, it's um, just temperatures similar to places like the Gambia and and. Uh, but um, I think in terms of African food, people tend to lumber all of us in one, one thing, which in is ridiculous. one category, which massive, is absolutely, exactly. I mean, when you so, think, you know, North Africa, you've got yes. Morocco and, and and Tunisia and Egypt, you, you know, and then mm. lump that in with the rest of uh, exactly. Make any sense. It's it's absolutely ridiculous because you talk about Nigerian food, so there's quite a lot of similarities, but um, Sierra Leonean food is compl- it's also completely different because we eat, we do eat lots of vegetables and lots of leaves. Um, and, and that so so, so what's the, the key sort of plants and, and, and fruits and vegetables that, that, that are there we have seasons for things like mango season so mango is oh, our favourite thing so we have a whole mango, mango season um, but um, I, one of our traditional food that everybody knows is cassava leaf right so um, so we eat the cassava which is the roots the yuca and then we eat the leaves as well. And that's what we tend to do with lots of things. So there's not, not much wastage, really, when it comes to Sierra Leone. Um, you eat the leaves, you eat the root, um, and then the pills get fed to animals and, and that. So not too much waste. So sweet potato, we eat sweet potato leaves as well. As well as sweet, sweet potato leaves? Yeah, wow. sweet potato leaves. Okay. So sweet potato leaves is like spinach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. When you cook it, it's like spinach, and we cook the younger leaves. So we pluck the leaves, um, the younger ones, and it's quite nice. Yeah, so, so I've got an, like a little allotment. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm from London, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm learning more. Um, and it's like carrots. Right. What can I use the carrot tops for? What can I? And when you start growing stuff, and I, and I guess that's the same as magnate because because the you know the, the family are a farming family. It's like what can we use it for? What, what you know? Mm. Uh, you know, we've got wild garlic, which is a bit of a weed actually. I'm trying yeah. to get rid of some of that. Um, <laughs> Great, I make pesto. Yes, um, and and yeah. it makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, about, abs- about the absolutely, wastage. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And then that's what Sierra Leonean food, um, you know, it's really, really healthy. We're on the coast, so we eat lots of fish. Um, before I came to England, I would say probably eat meat once or twice a year. So we, we do eat lots of fish. Lots of vegetables as, as well we, we, we eat. So our diet is, um, we do eat lots of rice though, I have to say. Because, um, I love rice. There's, um, yeah. <laughs> You've got to have something with it. <laughs> yes, of course. There's um, a culture in Sierra Leone where it doesn't matter what somebody eats. If they haven't had rice, they go, oh, I haven't had much today, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've just had tiny bits of food. Yeah. Like I've had lots. So we eat lots of cassava. Um, and we have different pr- things that we do with cassava. And that, um, for instance, we make fufu. Um, with cassava, which we eat. So fufu, it's fermented cassava. Oh, okay. So the cassava is grated and then it's ferm- It's left for a couple of days and then it's ferment. And then we do it like a dough ball and we wow. eat that as well. So it's got like a sour 
tinge to it. You have to look out for that. I've never even heard of that, have you? Sounds amazing. Right, now you've bought some stuff for us to change. Now, having had cheese and a bit of salami, I need something to drink now. You've got traditional ginger beer, which sounds amazing. Ginger beer being my favourite. But here we have beautifully dark cherry colour hibiscus and strawberry juice. Yes, hibiscus and strawberry. Right. Sounds incredible. Can we try it? What's hibiscus? It's beautiful, isn't it? Hibiscus. hibiscus, yeah, it's a flower. It's really high in vitamin C. But um, what I've tried to do with it is quite tart as well. And um, what I've tried to do with it is um, bring some kents to it and um, use, um, so that's only made in um, strawberry season. When there's a lot of strawberries in Kent, I make that because... Ah. Um, so you make this yourself? Yes, Amazing. I make all my products. Yes. Wow. So, so you're on. doing what Finn's doing and, and the guys at Magnate, really. You're, you're yeah. taking your your culture, your history, your background, and then you're going, how do I how do I make a marriage of that with something Kentish where I'm living? Yes, absolutely. Um, so these were not just made to oh, just drink wow. with ice and that, but it's also a mixer. So each bottle's got suggestions of what you can mix and drink with it. Finn, so what do you think of that? That's so intense, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That is gorgeous. I mean, I think... So strawberry. I thought, oh God, that's sweet and it's strawberry, but it doesn't finish like that. And then you get that hibiscus Yes, stuff. so the hibiscus comes later, which yeah. is the tart flavour that you get. So I use the strawberry to help sweeten the hibiscus because hibiscus is quite tart. And if you're just using hibiscus on its own, it's, you, you end up using quite a lot of sugar. But what the strawberry does, it kind of helps to so use less uh, amounts of um, sweet. Finn, you've got to sell that at Magnide. I know, yeah. So, so good. It's got so quite good. lovely dry finish, hasn't it? It starts so sweet and then it just finishes so dry. See, I, I often don't drink um, soft drinks because I just find them too sweet. Mm, mm, me too. That's lovely, isn't it? I'd have that with dinner. I would. But I think this would go a long way because I think you could put a little bit of this in with yes, in with something can, else, couldn't so you? Sometimes water. you put sparkling water. Yeah. Too, I was well. thinking more prosecco, oh, but okay. prosecco it goes fantastic <laughs> with prosecco as well. Nice one, AJ. <laughs> in fact, a lot of people do buy it to drink with prosecco. But like cassis, actually, prosecco. in a way. Yes, it's like it a very, is, very is nice cassis. Like one of my favourite ingredients is ginger. So that uh, you have to give a really good shake, okay? Um, because it's made with, with ginger, and this kind of will. We'll take your breath away a little bit because um, <laughs> great, really. <laughs> right, we're gonna. So the color, it looks like uh, almost like apple, cloudy apple juice. It does, doesn't it? It looks amazing when and you it shook looks it. Like, it looks like a fruit juice. So when you get ginger beer, ginger beer tends to be carbonated. Yeah, uh, you know, sort of, you know, along the lines of lemonade or coke or mm. something like this. This looks like a fruit juice. The Finn. nose on it is oh, incredible. Just, just ginger, quite, isn't it? So it's you smell pure, the heat. It's pure ginger and lemon, fresh lemon juice. So mm. it's um. Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> it's not really hot. Yeah. Ooh, so. <laughs> I love it. Oh, whoa, it does whoa. take your breath away a little bit. So it's bit. absolutely amazing in the winter, though, I have to say. So it's oh, um, made me shudder. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, first thing in the morning, that'll first wake you right morning. up, wouldn't it? Wow, it's shots, and it's just so full of energy as well. So instead of coffee, you can have a shot of that. Oh, oh yeah, I can see that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Could dilute that with some with, you, you with some do. spring water or some or some carbonated water. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, um, African flavors are quite intense. Like we are very big on flavor, and when it comes to spices, we're very big on spices. Everything is big, loud, and colorful, Brilliant. just the way we like it. Mm. And so is our food as well. So of course, I didn't want to water it down, but um, I always say to people, by all means, add some sparkling well, water that, to it. That would make it really good value, actually. Yes. Because um, you could you could literally have that as a shot. Because I don't think I could drink more on the shot of that. <laughs> no, I agree. Although, and the second mouthful, I'm getting a bit attuned to it. Or, or you could you could 
I'd have to, I'd try and make some cocktails actually, and, yes. and, and look at maybe each playing of the, around with each that. of the bottles. Have got suggestions of what you can do with it. What, are the, what other fruit juices do you do? Just just run so, through. Um, I do lavender and coconut um, water. So lavender, and yes. Coconut. So there's lavender and coconut water, and that lavender comes through, and um, it's there. And um, there's also hibiscus and ginger. There's tamarind and cinnamon, which is my bestseller Christmas time because oh, um, wow. it's also suggested to drink with bourbon or whiskey. And mm. so it's really, really good. There's mango as well. And that's yeah. like the mango um, sunshine is paying homage with um, to Cerulean mango season because it's just so it's like eating ripe, overripe mango because that's how we eat it. There's no knife necessary. You literally just bite so it. So somebody told me the only oh, no, way no. to eat a mango is to take your clothes off, Absolutely. eat it in the bath, <laughs> eat it in the bath, <laughs> and then you just run the bath afterwards. It's such a mess. <laughs> It well, that's the way it's, to it's eat the, a mango. It's the only way to eat a mango. Absolutely, it is the it's the queen of fruits, right. though, isn't and it? And then you just you literally can just peel it with your hands, and as you eat it, there's just a juice yeah, drips right. down your hand, and um, <laughs> yes, you make a mess, but you don't yeah. care because it's so good. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> eat it in the bath, Mike. Absolutely. So you also do these these uh, chili sauces. Sort of now I think I'm going to yes. die when I. So, so I'm going to ask Finn probably to try um, some um, of this. Oh my goodness! If I've just opened it, it literally <laughs> looks like minced chili <laughs> with oil. It looks friendly and bright, vibrant orange, but I have a feeling it's going to be quite <laughs> oh, punchy. Killer, I wouldn't say Finn. It, so have a go at that. Oh, have my. a smell. Oh, probably. Even okay. Have a uh, smell. Because um, chili. It's Scotch bonnet chili, by the way. Scotch bonnet. Yeah. No, I'm not. So even, don't I'm not even going to try it. Just have a tiny bit. Back out now. <laughs> just try it. Just, just so that tiny. one is not too bad, which is why it's called a spark. Uh, a spark. <laughs> That's you know what? Sometimes with chili sauces, they're just hot for the sake of it. This you got that Toast. really wonderful flavour as well, and it's got a really long. Initially, I was like. Okay, waiting, waiting, waiting. And now it's You've just really it. continuing. Scotch and bonnets, it's, that's what Scotch bonnet does. It's like a slow release of heat. And it's got that, yeah, yeah. really slow. And, and it's, it's just really flavourful as well. And, and that, yeah. Okay, so you're going to be our chili so taster. That is one is extremely hot. Yeah, so that's one's called salad. So apparently, apparently what you've just had wasn't hot. Hey, this is the hot one. <laughs> this is called red hot chili sauce. It's hot. Finn's gone a little bit red in He's the face. He's getting redder and redder, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, so I'm sweating underneath my eyes now. <laughs> it's when your eyebrows start sweating. That's when you've hit it. <laughs> and again, that's that slow release. Yes. But goddess, it's a totally different taste. Yes, so it's completely different from that one. But the base of it is what we use. We love our onions. So there's, we use lots of onions in our cooking and we use lots of ginger, lots of garlic. No, it's great. I love it. So we're going to carry on and have a party, dear listeners. But you could try a little bit of that. Yeah, have that with that. We've got some cheese. We've got some salami. We've got the chili sauces are going with the bread. Before we finish, Maria, where can people get your amazing products from? Is it online? Online. We'll do a link, obviously, the website. Yes, on my Uh, website, which is um, shwenshwen.com. Shwenshwen. And that's S-H-W-E-N. Shwenshwen.com. I, I am so impressed with your products, Maria. They are. Finn is dying. Still, still, it's brilliant. Dying, I'm so but we need to talk. I need to get you on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. And and Finn, anybody anywhere near Faversham needs to pop into Macnades. It's it's pretty well signposted. You. Uh, you've also got another one in Ashford and in Tunbridge Wells. That's right. And all sorts of plans for the future. Oh my goodness, they're going to take over the world, aren't they? I hope so. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, any just final thoughts, AJ, that you'd like to say? 
Yes, I just wanted to ask Maria, you alluded to a book. Yes, I've got a cookbook well, coming up that. next <gasps> year. Um, oh, and it's going to cover everything Sierra Leonean um, food, but also what it does, it brings my Afrofusion because I'm French classically trained. So what I try to do is take um, African ingredients and make nice food that looks fr- quite French, but still African food. With all oh, that I'm really spices. interested yes. in that. So when's that coming out? Spices. So that comes out next year. Um, um, we June might. We might have to have you back and yes. bring your cookbook, and, and we um, can go through some of those. What yes, do you reckon, please. AJ? Yeah, and, and I'd like to know much more about African cooking after. Yes, yeah, same. I, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, you carry on eating, chaps, um, and you've been listening. Yeah, sorry about that, Finn. You've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Uh, we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenter, AJ Sharp. That's good a fun. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, it's thanks for having me. We do this every week, you know. Um, and to our partners, the lovely people at Produced in Kent. Um, if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back all years now, every week for six years, uh, go to foodtalk.co.uk. We're going to tuck into uh, Macnade Food and Schwen Foods, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.